0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about the heart of the sunrise. No. the heart of China. Yes, the heart of the sunrise. It's a yes song. Ooh. Sharp no. This no. Wow. I can you get not up there. Ever I'm. Cover it. No, you can't. I am John Anderson incarnate, no, even you though he's still
2: are, alive. No, you're not. No, that guy can go way <laughs> up the line. I like
0: yes. <laughs> I, I do like too. Stuff, I love you know, yes. But I mean, they, they, they get a little weird. They do get a little weird. Um, Aaron, before we kick off the show, it's time to talk about megathon. It can, is? It's, yeah. What is
2: that? It's coming up, right?
0: Amigathon <laughs> is one week from yesterday. What? Yeah, pretty crazy. Time to get my sweatsuit on, Boat. Is that what you get on for Amigathon? No, not really. Mm. It's
2: like I've, got, I've got less than a week to drop the rest of this weight.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we have raised over $1,000 for right. Amigathon. That's pretty good for not even actually having the event. Right. That's pretty good. Right. Uh, we are very much uh, appreciative of all of the donations that have come in, both to set the schedule and to sponsor the event, and just people donating money. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, Amiga-thon will start at 10 a.m. UTC. That is 6 a.m. Eastern time, oh. right here at Amiga Studios. Uh, And we'll continue for 12 hours, 12 hours of nonstop Amiga action with a couple of fun things in the middle, uh, including the much-anticipated Amigo Aaron weight loss wager weigh-in.
2: There'll be, I think, I believe we have a mud wrestling ring set up. There'll be some of that. (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: there is a um, D-Paint exhibition uh, where we will compete for the best uh, deluxe paint project. Now, that's going to be... Live, that's going to be as live it as it happens, right. uh, as well as some of our Discord members have put in, have submitted some of their finest d paint creations that we're, we're going to be showing off. We're
2: gonna, you're going humiliated in the public eye,
0: yes. Oh, yes, yeah. and uh, we will also uh, have an exhibition of uh tracker uh tunes. Have you have you already made your i have not even opened the program Okay, thank before. god?
2: Because I, I was <laughs> talking to Brett about this this morning, he's like, I was like, Yeah, I'm going to do mine this week. He was like, No, no, <laughs> you're not, it's over, Brett. <laughs> I was like, What? No, it's not He goes, Oh yeah, you can't do Jack, so now the gauntlet's been tossed. Mm. He's right. You know, and you're you're a music
0: guy, so it's well, even more
2: humiliating for you. We,
0: I was gonna say, we'll see how well those things transfer over. I didn't see any trombone buttons on the uh, on the ProTracker thing, so we'll see how it goes. But anyway, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of fun to be had. We're gonna play um, probably close to twenty five or thirty games over the course of the event. Yeah, man. Um, and it's gonna start with Lionheart and it's gonna end with the Adams family. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. So it's Great gonna be choice. it's gonna be a lot of fun. We are halfway towards our goal of uh, two thousand dollars. We're Playing in support of the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So if you have not yet, please visit amigathon.com and uh, donate. Um, next up on the docket, Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on on the website, everythingamiga.com. Oh, my. What's Dreamcatcher been up to lately? He's a, he's a crazy man.
2: He's a crazy man. Uh, so he's got a couple offerings this week. And, you know, it's this is one of those weeks where actually I know what the hell's going on mm. as opposed to just being craziness. So First up on the docket here is a little item he did about Brat, the game oh, Brad. Now, okay. I have actually played this game, finally. Uh, there's one that he's played, and this game has some really awesome graphics in it, Boat. I mean, it's a beautiful game. The animation and stuff with the kid is real funny. That bit at the beginning there's You know, there, there's a
0: new thing. Have you heard about Boss Baby before? I have heard of Boss Baby. I think that this, this might be the first incarnation of Boss Baby. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he looks more like if Boss Baby and Kid Chaos got together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an
2: abomination. You it's know, what that is? He's like a he's like a. Uh, kid cast was a tough caveman. Mm-hmm, yeah, like the tough, mm-hmm. This guy's the he's the, the baby, baby the baby version of this. Uh, anyway, this this is good stuff. The usual uh, thorough uh, telling of the game. Uh, it's uh, he goes into great detail, and then of course there's the outlying uh, wacky things that sort of fall into uh, this game that he goes into as well. So I highly recommend you having a look at this one. Another one he did this week, and I have to say, uh, gosh, it's been so long <clears throat> since I saw this film. Bo, do you remember, You've seen uh, Willow. Yeah, oh, Willow. It's got the guy from Willow in it. It's got. It, it's got. Uh, well, uh, uh, do you remember the name of the big star? Mad Mad, Mad Mad Markian. Martigan. No, Mardigan. Mardigan. I just told you that before the show, and you still forgot it. What a doofus! <laughs> so, this <laughs> Willow was the Lucas. Uh, the George Lucas, Ron Howard vehicle that was going to be like the new Star Wars, right? They were caught, right? And it was the new Star Wars in almost every sense of the word. It had the exact duplicate characters in like medieval versions, sure. it right. had the droids, it had the hero, it had the girl, it had mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, it was a, it, they just basically uh, it was like they reskinned Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They'd say, well, Willow didn't do too good, although its legend has grown.
0: Now, the, where would you put it in the uh, in the pantheon alongside Crawl, which is a better film? Crawl is better. Is it? Oh yeah. For a long time, I thought they were the same film. It's totally incorrect. Because I mean, they came out at about the same time. They both have the medieval thing going on. You know, uh, um, Capcom did a, did a, a, a
2: arcade version of Crawl. Yeah. And I will say, or not Crawl, of Willow, and, oh. and the arcade a Crawl is better than that too, and I'll stand by that. Mm. I loved Crawl. I loved everything about Crawl. Soundtrack great, acting passable, and uh, scenery great, special effects great, great flick. you got a replica glaive, don't you? I wish. Mm. I would love to have, I'd like to have the real one. Yeah. I mean, that'd be killing suckers like you wouldn't believe. That thing, does it return like a boomerang when you, you got, throw no, it? No, you don't have to, no, you just go like this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. and it just and it comes back to your hand oh. it's not like a boomerang any jerk can throw a boomerang that's a that's real true. weapon this thing has magical powers but mm. you know they pulled it out of that volcano it survived the volcano is there an origin even story the, for the, even the glaive even the ring couldn't stop surviving a volcano that's true that's you know, true so the glaive is awesome but there's no glaive in willow there should be but willow was you know it's been so long since I watched I might have to go and check it out sometime but uh, of course uh, this is a scene-by-scene interpretation <laughs> of Dreamcatch. We've been watching the scroll by for about five minutes now. But uh, Dreamcatch goes to work on this thing, as usual. And it's funny, I've not played the Amiga game. I have played the uh, the arcade game. Uh, you know, Willow, everyone, it got a lot of support when it came out because people thought it was going to be a big deal. Eh. It wasn't quite what people... No, it was. no, it's uh It is what it is. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Every RoboCop, you gotta have a couple Willows and
0: some other duds from Special Stallone. And yeah, stuff. you know. They, you know, Ringo's birthday was last week. Ringo Starr. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. How old is the old boy? He was born in '40, so that would make him.
2: uh yeah. You know when he was born, yeah. eh? I'm a oh, big yeah. Beatles guy. So. I lo- well, yeah, I know, but still, he's the best one. So I guess you should mm-hmm. know. He's the oldest Beatle. Yeah, he's still alive too. Makes, yeah. yeah. You know, he's still. Although, you know, it's a. Uh, who, who was a list? I was just listening to uh, one of my wrestling shows, and uh, he just saw Paul McCartney playing like uh, San, uh, San Jose, mm-hmm. and he said it was it was like two and a half hours of nothing but Paul McCartney yeah. singing old Beatles tunes. He said it sounded pretty good for yeah. an old guy. He's got to be getting up there, too. Right yeah, now. he was born in 42, so.
0: Crazy, crazy.
2: Yeah. That's crazy that you remember that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: It Why do crazy. you remember that stuff? It's because I don't want to crowd my mind with any useful facts. Mm. Mission accomplished, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got on the uh, Ciderini today. What well, do you got? It's been an amazing week for Amiga News.
2: <laughs> it's been amazing. It's been amazing. You didn't even go in. Before the show, I was like, we got any news? You were like, Meh. I thought okay, but then now it's all of a sudden it just—that's what that means. Amazing. That's what
0: it means. Dang, okay. What do you uh, got? Well, we're going to check in with some of our compatriots on the Amiga scene this week, Aaron. First up, uh, there's a new episode of Amiga Ireland that has just been released. Yeah. There is a retro computing museum in Ireland. Oh yeah. And uh, the Amiga Ireland guys are all up in it. And so uh, they, yeah. Well put. Yeah. And so uh, there, there was uh, an Amiga and some accoutrement <laughs> that were donated to the machine. Uh, they also <laughs> go they, or to the museum. They also go through uh, the the Mega sixty five, the new C sixty four, the big one. Um, you know, not, I don't even know what the Mega sixty five is. Oh, you don't even want to know what the Mega sixty five is. Is that like a new C sixty
2: four, like that sort of like the the uh, the next? Exactly.
0: That... I want to say that the Mega sixty five is a uh, some sort of a Commodore sixty four add on. The Mega 65
2: named in the 80s because that's
0: it. Does it sounds like Mega a, 65 power? It came out of Sega's <laughs> marketing department. It sounds like Neo Geo's marketing department. You know, these department. guys really the thing that I like about Urla and the, the gang over there is they really do a good job of running down the news. It's the exact opposite of the news segment on this show where we, we touch on things that we barely understand and then move on. This is why we just touch them. It's a light touch, it's a dash of us as we roll right by. That's right. That's right. So, um, get on board the amiga ireland train and uh, and check out their their newest episode that was just released last week
2: now you probably know a ton of people since you were over there you know all you know the all the irish Amiga types over there. I know a couple of them. Did you and you met them. the people that do that podcast? Oh yeah, well
0: it's it's Erla and and a couple other oh, guys. Oh okay, so,
2: yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I, I remember when they had their very first episode. And we mm-hmm. talked about it. So mm-hmm. That's great.
0: Yeah, um, this is a uh, new site that's just gone up. Uh, Jan Holbro on our Discord oh, has, uh, yes. has started a, a new site. That uh, it touches on his memories of both the C64 and the Commodore Mia. So I always enjoy reading people's origin stories with computers and things. <laughs> how they, how they, how they, is that an incorrect term? No, to I use like that. I, in I, the I, Jan Holbro cinematic universe, I did. Re- I like Jan's name. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, because
2: uh, it looks for a lot of people it looks like Jan Hobo. It I does. My very first thought. I thought it was some sort of Hobo I still reference. read it that way. But Jan, I read this over, and I was. I have to say, he he. Uh, he mentioned some stuff here that amused me, including uh, having TI's at school and mm-hmm. some of the crazy stuff. Uh, it's funny how everyone had a different um, g- growing up phase, what they you know, what, what they had at their school. Like when we went to school, there wasn't, well, when I went to school, there was no computers. And then eventually we got a, uh, they got a, TR, a, a Tandy TRS-80 Model 3 or 4 in there that was one for the whole school. Mm-hmm. And then eventually in middle school, here come the Ataris. Right, and they were still in middle school when I came through 10 that, years later.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, so when we got to high school and they had the IBM PCs, the, They were not the juniors, but the next step, mm-hmm. I, can't, uh, I can't remember the exact model, and you saw like VGA graphics, you're like oh, yeah. full color, right. you know, what the hell? It was a big deal. So everyone got a little taste. If I'd walked in and see a T.I. sitting there, that would have been a stunner. It would have been weird. Can you imagine if your school bought, like, I kn- the Simpsons touches, can you imagine if they bought, like, a bunch of, like, abs or Aquariuses? <laughs> Holy cow, man. That salesman's laughing all the way home. Oh, He's like, man. I got it. <laughs> I would just get on the next boat out of town mm-hmm. right there because you've done pulled the wool over some Never
0: seen again. <laughs> so, yeah, check out this guy's site. Uh, all of these links can be found on the show notes link on our uh, on the podcast page that is in your podcast player now. And Jan's a real good guy, too. So. Absolutely. Um, up next this is an article that Duncan Styles linked to that the is written Dunk? by the guy that uh, wrote the Black Lotus demo remember the oh, uh, yeah. the, the, the oh, award winning yeah. demo from that that big demo festival that just went down yep. and it's all about how he managed to get this uh, full audio symphony thing going on in like 500k or something like that you know how, how it was able to fit on one disc yes. so if you're into the more techno uh technical side of things uh, and if you're into pro tracker and all that stuff definitely check out this page he really goes he talks about all the different things that he did to kind of compress this stuff down
2: you know i was I, I i have a ibm pc that i was gifted i've been talking to you about it quite a bit and i was playing um uh pray for death on it this week only, i don't know like, what that game is it's a funny game i actually mm. covered it on an uh, Amiga's play a long time ago and, but the same people that did it I think the name of the company that did it was called like Light Shock and they did a mega game that we covered it was a fighting game a really good fighting game that looked, felt like had like a Japanese feel to it had like a Fatal Fury feel to it it was really good but you can always tell and of course Psygnosis too you can tell when former demo guys decide to start getting into gaming mm-hmm. because the game has this they always put on these crazy little tricks and mm-hmm. this one's got it too where the the menus fly off and oh, they yeah. shake and mm-hmm. stuff goes like that mm-hmm. there's all kinds of crazy effects and so you these demo guys are insanely talented and they need I, I don't know if they maybe they do this but hopefully all their little tricks have been documented somewhere so someone in the future we'll know what the heck they were doing
0: i've got a book called the future was here it was actually uh i think chad got it to me for my birthday one year and uh, it is all about that stuff. It's all about the, the, the tricks that the former demo programmers used to do awesome stuff on the Amiga that I don't understand any of it. But yeah. I've got the book. Yeah, it looks yeah. good on my shelf. Have you read it? No. <laughs> uh, whoops, <laughs> coming up next, this was linked to by the one <laughs> and only Chris Folds. This is a new memory expansion for the Amiga 600. We yes. are the owners of Amiga 600. Sorta, of, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and one and a half. <laughs> and this thing is uh, this adds 9.5 megabytes, an oddly specific amount of RAM to your to your 600. What is what is the significance of 9.5 megabytes, Aaron? Listen, it's uh, you got me on that one. One thing I
2: did notice about it was it has a way to turn the uh, some of the memory off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, 600 and I don't know, maybe the 1200. They both have a gimmick to where. It, the PCI, MP, the PCMCA slot is affected by a certain amount of memory. I don't know how it all... I'm not a tech guy for that stuff, but it, there's a thing you can turn that off. I'm looking at this thing. You know, R600... That we currently have i can't get anything to work in that belly slot the memory expansion mm-hmm. port the, the port doesn't work or something mm-hmm. and so i'm looking at this and this is one of those gimmicks that goes with the processor maybe I, maybe this may be something to look into yeah so about 63 I like to, pounds i like the add what is that about that 90 bucks yeah something like yeah. that then
0: they get you on the shipping that's where they go oh, that's, yeah. that's
2: why hey listen we don't have anyone making that crap locally for us we're getting, yeah. we're getting hosed off this is
0: over at the retro ready store by the way retro ready i've heard of that place one it's so the you know, first time I've ever seen a .dot one URL too. Hey, nine Watch and a right. half meg though. Woof. There's you're gonna be able to do whatever you want. <laughs> dude, that's not bad. Dude. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. Um, coming up next, Amiga Bill the Guru Meditation had uh, the latest uh, WAUG user group this meeting looked great. up this in looked New York so good. this was uh, one week after we were going to come up it's, it was a shame I had my sailing lesson this weekend and I had a plan forever you know and so you, we, we you, weren't it, able to make it up li- oh yeah but um but bill really i mean it's a, you really get a birds eye view on the proceedings he basically just sets up a couple cameras a couple microphones and all the guys come in yeah. and it's it's all amiga all the time you know uh, i like i like bill's look hairstyle this, look at this down yeah. here lotus link up play yeah yeah not bad he's yeah.
2: got it going uh, i like the uh, aesthetic down there and the, where the heck this is at it's not down, i mean i guess it's in a basement i think it's
0: in a basement i think this is a bill's parents basement that's listen that's the way you do it
2: mm-hmm. you know but oh yeah, Bill's a good guy, and uh, of course, uh, I, one of these days, and it won't be too far off. We're gonna we're gonna go up and go to one of these meetings. Yeah, that's, man. Where that's our goal. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so, gonna join the the Westchester Users Group. I'll, I'll go up and pay
0: dues. Mm-hmm. Dues are on me, both. All right, sounds good. And finally, we can't go without not talking about our good buddy supporter of Amiga's 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, mark. He has a new episode of the 10-minute Amiga Retrocast out where he talks about uh, Amiga OS 3.1.4. Yeah, this is a new update that was just released to the uh,
2: uh, controversial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, update from a while back. Now, um, you know, I'd, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I got so tired of hearing about this stuff that I just get, I don't care right now. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. But... It's nice that they're updating it. I'm sure the resident baloney will take place, and it, it is what it is. So I don't know what to say
0: about it. Yeah, well, if you are, if this sort of thing doesn't bore you to death like it does Aaron, it's on the then board. you can, you literally just said, it bores me to death, and I'm tired of no, talking about it. No, I mean, what it. bores me to death is the I'm, fighting. I'm, I'm here to tell you guys it. about the real news and that Aaron's not concerned with, but I know you guys care about, you know? I'm here, I'm fighting for you. So, 3.1.4.1. He goes through, he puts it through its paces. He runs the benchmarks. He knows what's going down. If you want to know about hardware, watch Tenmark. That's all there is to it. He's the man at that. Yeah. He's the man. I do care, boat. I'm not saying that. I
2: don't care about the controversy, is what I was saying. Mm. You get ready to get one.
0: Sometimes. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Must we? (laughs) Let's talk about this week's game, Aaron. This week's game, the heart. Of China, yes, the heart of. China. Actually, I guess there's no article. I think it might just be heart of China. That's right. Yeah, sorry, I've been saying it that it right. could have
2: multiple hearts. That's true. It's a big country. So, heart of China. Now, this was a uh, this is a game that I had seen the box for. Box is cool looking, you know, very nice yeah. box. And I believe it or not, I, I own the discs for this. Really? Basically. I do. I checked. I thought I did and I did, uh, and I uh, I don't know where I acquired them. I've, I had not played this game until this week, and so I've never uh, you know, stuck them in and, and fooled with it. So, uh, Heart of China, a game that was released in 92, mm-hmm. uh, and was published and put out by an outfit called uh, Dynamics. Now, Dynamics uh, was a, an interesting company. I believe it was they were uh, purchased by Sierra. And Dynamics, I, we know them. I actually did an Amiga's play on one of their games. It was, in fact, it was one of the first things I ever taped off the Amiga by myself, mm-hmm. which was Stellar 7. Remember, that's sort of a... Uh, it's a shooter, right? It's a tank game. Oh. It's a space tank game. Okay, I have no recollection of that. Uh, and, uh, well, this is old, old. Mm. I mean, listen, we've done so much to these yeah. things. Who can say? Uh, Dynamics have done some really interesting stuff over the years. It's what, it's what not a company you hear much about, to be honest with you. I don't hear much about it, but listen to some of the games they've put out, and you'll remember some of these. A-10 Tank Killer, great mm-hmm. game. I used to play that one quite a bit. Uh, they were responsible for Rise of the Dragon, and then the game that came after this one, which was Willie Beamish. You mentioned it. Now, I remember, <laughs> I remember pirating that way back in the day, and it's so huge. And it took forever to get. And when I finally got it, I was like, man, I got it. Willie Beamish. I remember putting that sucker in. And I must have played that for about five minutes. I'm like, well, I wasted my time. It just was not my type of game. I don't know why.
0: Can you think of a lamer title character than Willie Beamish?
2: Um, yeah.
0: Kid I, Chaos? That's him. Yeah. That's the one right there. <laughs> uh, so
2: uh, they also did a few other games of note. They did Red Baron, which mm. is a pretty good game. Uh, they were responsible for Arctic Fox at the Championship Baseball. Uh, they did just a few sports games. Mm-hmm. So they did a, they did some decent stuff. I'd say they're probably best known for, I don't know, A10 or maybe Rise of the Dragon would be the two I'd, I would think of them the most. Uh, so uh, this was a another game for the ECS OCS. Now, it's funny when I looked at the uh, conversions of this, uh, it looks like that the PC version was first and everyone else sort of got the sloppy seconds on this one, uh, uh, and we'll get to that in a, in a, in a little bit. Um, so, what is Heart of China? Heart of China is a, uh, a I guess I would go with point-and-click adventure with a few arcadey elements mm-hmm. that which I never got to because mm-hmm. I guess they're pretty far in the yeah. game. Uh, where you uh, play as a guy named Lucky, who is a former uh, World War II flying ace, who has been relegated to being an, an exporter uh, from China, and he's exporting goods with his airplane. He's got a little company, and he's uh, exporting stuff like uh, silk robes and, and paper umbrellas, I believe is what he said. And he uh, gets caught up in a, in a crazy situation where a lady in China, is uh, who is a nurse, deep in the heart of China, deep up in there, she gets kidnapped by some, some guys, and so, if you read the opening montage, the plot of this is uh, her dad goes and buys basically buys Lucky's loan.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: L- Lucky owns, uh, has a loan for his company and his partner and his secretary take all of his money and they leave the country. Mm-hmm. And so and then they go and blow, then the guy who's, uh, the, the guy whose daughter was kidnapped goes and blows up Lucky's boat so at the beginning of it you're standing on a dock looking at their floating remains of what used to be right. your, your uh, boat and the, and the deal is he goes yeah he goes you're gonna go get my daughter you're the man and he's like and I'm gonna loan I'm gonna give you 200 grand and every day that it takes you to go get her you're gonna lose 20 grand mm-hmm. and so uh, you have to go the The object of, the, of that part of the game is to go and rescue this lady out of, out of China An, a, biz- a bizarre plot to say the least now well I mean, I think as plots go, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's weird that the good the, the 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 girl who was kidnapped's dad is the evil jerk. Yeah, <laughs> which is this I has, mean, there's it's multiple evil. Yeah, jerks. Yeah, I was going to
0: say you play sort of an evil jerk too. Yeah. So Well,
2: you're yeah. <laughs> well, some of your guys' responses are questionable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, so, like I said at the beginning, of this you're on a dock and you're looking at your blown up boat. I mean, really. It, the first thing that struck me, but I want to talk to you about this and get you in on this right away. Uh, now, I, I played the, uh, I also played the P, the PC version of this, as I mentioned earlier. I've got a, I now have a functioning old school PC that mm. I can play some of the stuff on. And the PC version of this, uh, I skipped right to the game, and and the game, of course, is it, in a higher color, you know, than the Amiga, so it looks a lot better. But the the Amiga version, the opening, I guess they all have this. There's a long reading segment based mm-hmm. at the beginning of this where you're reading the story, and I thought to myself, "Boy, this would have been a lot cooler if I could have actually seen something going on." I and mean, you, re- it's like ten
0: minutes of reading. Yeah. What did you think about that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Did you? I mean, is it something well, okay. You actually, noted in your head. Here, this is actually this is what I thought. Yeah. My first thought was, I hate this my, instantly. My second thought was actually I don't hate this because I don't have to go and read the docs. Because what they've done is they've taken, because you know how many of these games we've played that come with a novella. That's true. And at least they managed to condense the story down into something that could scroll by on the screen and you don't have to read this really, really long story. by Somebody whose first skill is not writing stories all the time.
2: I will say that's a valid valid point. Uh, That had not occurred to me. Now, and the fact that this thing um, checks in at nine discs, they maybe had a tenth disc that had the intro and they were like, listen, jerks. That's a caddy of death, right? <laughs> How are we going to ship this thing? So they, you know, so they although made, it didn't stop Monkey Island too. Well, there you go. Uh, so, but so the intro is mostly you reading. the only The only part that you really see is the actual kidnapping, which is cool looking. Yeah, uh, sort of like the, the beginning of Double Dragon. Well, Ooh! They, it didn't show him hit her. Oh, yeah, him, you. But in my mind, he cold talked her. like mm-hmm. the opening of Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Remember the old show?
0: Yeah, the one with Will Smith. No,
2: boat. I roll it up. So as I mentioned you play lucky and you're off to get this girl. So what is this game? This game runs on the on a uh this dynamics like adventure
0: engine. Did they name the with. engine? They did, you, did, did you have you a name see that? and I don't remember I'm okay. talking about That's where it. That's all right. Was. You don't have to find it. I was just curious.
2: Uh, they uh uh so the but the the engine is uh um is it the DGDS? Mm. So uh this thing was uh um Put together so they could make these things quickly, and and from what I read, it was even uh, something that they they thought they could use to uh, have people just randomly make these things at their at their leisure. You could use this system. Uh, The graphics in this game are interesting. It's a mixed bag, I would say. Uh, There's digitized like actors, Mm -hmm. and the backgrounds look sort of like they're pre-rendered. They were painted, maybe, Mm -hmm. or or they're very art. They're very beautiful. Mm -hmm. The problem is. Uh, it is uh, t- the colors are toned down to- and by the way remember when last week when you were badmouthing the AGA this would have been the perfect time for the AGA to stand they didn't make an AGA version but this would have been a great time smart move on there for them-, for them to f- come up with a, a better looking version because this one looks a lot more washed out than the PC
0: version are you the one we're watching right now no, I'm talking about the version that we played, the Amiga version. I didn't. I don't see the difference. I mean, maybe it's because I didn't play them back to back. But in my mind, this does not look that much different than the oh, yeah. Amiga version. yeah, okay. Yeah, it
2: does. And the thing is, I, w- I had them both run simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Check- so you could check go back out. and forth. Yeah. yeah. And the PC version looked, it, it just looked clear. It's a higher res. Mm. You know, it that it, it it is that's part of it. So that's and that happens a lot on the Amiga. But it was still this was a decent attempt, mm. and at there's no doubt. So this game is has a lot of reading. And I mean, it's a, it's an unusual system for uh, a point and click. Now you've played a ton of these. Where would you put? Where would you place this in a pantheon of, of these? This point is this is
0: sort of in between Time Traveler and Cruise for a Corpse. Okay, and in and, and, and what way? Um, the the dialogue boxes appear under the characters that are speaking, uh, sort of like Time Traveler. Right but there are dialogue options that are quite extensive uh, like you have in Cruise for a Corpse. Right,
2: yeah, and the the way this works is you these dialogue trees come up. Mm-hmm. So that you've got really two things going on. I'm not going to lie, again my full disclaimer, these are not my bag, so I'm not great at these sorts of games, and it took me a while to understand exactly what I was doing mm-hmm. because and I'll give you a prime example. It, early in the game, one of the first things you do is you is you meet a ninja, right? And so you go to this. The, I mean, you literally one of the first things you just go to this bar and you're asking people questions. And when you ask them a question. Uh, this box comes up and gives you some choices as to what you want to say. Right. And it's and we've seen this sort of thing before. You've got the there's usually like the straightforward answer, mm-hmm. sort of a jerk answer mm-hmm. and maybe a funny
0: answer. Right. Now let yeah. me tell you how these things normally work. All right, go ahead. So they give you three choices, like you explained. You can give the jerk answer, you can give the funny answer, and usually what happens is they'll be they'll brush off your jerk answer, yeah. they'll laugh half heartedly your your joke answer, yeah, and then you finally choose the right one and that's the one that moves the story right. Right, that's right. So basically you can't fail is what you're saying. Right. You, normally. Right, normally. Right.
2: Well, you can you can screw up. I think you, I, I you can I, screw up right off the bat in this game. Yeah, I mean, like one of the, like and you, like one time I went in to try to do something and like
0: yeah you you you, kept, you just leave come back later. Mm-hmm. Well, what know? happens in these early stages in the game? You are punished by giving the incorrect answer by having to go out and come back in, and if you do that enough times, the day will actually roll over and you lose twenty grand from your pot.
2: Right, which is no, and so you're trying and to it, keep that. So right. you're punished basically. Right. Uh, and you can be a real jerk. Oh, right? yeah. And a lot of times, the real jerk answer is the one the game's looking yeah. for. So, but anyway, early on, when you're confronted with these uh, uh, trees, you're trying to recruit this ninja to come mm-hmm. with you to, into China. And I I went into the bar, I did all the stuff, and I came outside, and I'm, there's a scene where you're in the town, all right, And you're looking around. And so the way you move in this game is basically when you put the mouse in certain areas of the screen, it'll say exit, and, mm-hmm. means you, and, that, and that doesn't mean you're gonna exit the scene, it means you're gonna exit the scene going that way, there's an exit here, there's multiple The camera is gonna
0: shift somehow.
2: So that took me a while to exactly take a grasp of what was going on again. This is playing this from just like, from a full stop forward. Mm-hmm. And then something else that I didn't realize until, uh, I bet it took me, <laughs> I hate to say this, it took me hours to figure this out. Um, there's a there, the, once you get the ninja on board not to give too much away you have to convince this guy to get on your plane mm-hmm. okay a la Howling Man Murdock from the old A-Team mm-hmm. show or I mean B.A. Barakas Rockets, yeah so I, had, I tried like gangbusters to get this guy on board and and you'd go in there over and over and it basically says the same things I mean I will say they do a good job of kind of randomizing it to make it not seem exactly the same dialogue but a lot of times it is the only other place you could go was the airport, the dock where your ship was, and this old broad that's next door. Mm-hmm. She won't even talk to you. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I tried everything. You've got an inventory. You can drag stuff to your guy to arm it. So I put mm-hmm. my gun and I threatened to do with the, 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 the person next door with the gun. Mm-hmm. and like, so put that away. I did everything I could. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I literally just happened to be moving the mouse around the town, and I saw there was a little piece of paper. I didn't realize you could pick stuff up there. I had no idea what you even do it? Well, it turns out you've got to pick this piece of paper up to go in there and make a paper airplane mm-hmm. to show the guy that airplanes will work. Right. You know, well, that'd probably take you five minutes. No. For me, I struggled for, it took me a good while to figure that because. Then I was like, okay, so we can scroll around on these screens
0: and the stuff is there. Right, I used this thing called the internet to figure it out. Oh,
2: so you you cheated instantly. I tried not to.
0: Well, no, I mean, it wasn't instant, but when I couldn't figure it out after not an hour, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm missing something here. And it was, they don't make it immediately apparent because in most adventure games, you walk into a scene, and you just go crazy with the mouse. You're moving your mouse around, trying to get, and, yeah. and one of the things that this game does give you, in, in, its, in its corner, is the cursor does change when it goes over something you can pick up. Yeah, I know that so, right, eventually. In this game, you're walking, you go outside, and you see this piece of paper, and at first you can't pick it up, it's blowing in the wind, and you have to wait for this piece of paper to fall to the ground before you can pick it up. See, there you And go that. that's the first puzzle of the game. Yeah. I, I, and by the way, I don't hold this against the game. This is an airing
2: problem. Just I was just dumb, but and I know we didn't understand exactly understand the mechanics of how the game worked, the engine, or whatnot. It's my first experience with this one. You know that all that said, uh, I kind of like this, and and uh, in terms of the the way this engine works, and the, the reason is, uh, it's direct and to the point. There's a lot of reading. If you don't, if you want less reading, if you don't want to read a bunch of stuff. You're gonna be screwed. It's not
0: the game for you. But if
2: you don't mind looking through these options and deciding which one you think is the best or most appropriate, it's, it's a very choose fun. your
0: own adventure style that's way right. to play. I
2: wasn't gonna say it or invoke it, but that's pretty much. I like that mm. I, because for someone like myself, uh, it's simpler. You know, there's you know, and there's not gonna be a bunch of like m- management or crazy stuff. It's right. just straightforward. This is a very leisurely style game. Uh, excuse me, I found the. Uh, up to the point where I, as far as I got, I found the dialogue to be pretty amusing. Sometimes the, you're, the problem is with some of the responses you've got. Every one of them is your guy's a
0: jerk, mm-hmm. and so you know, so they they take the Han Solo you know motif, which yes, you know do. which was a motif before Han Solo, but that's the that's what everybody <laughs> knows. And they they push it to eleven. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a jerk with a heart of stone. There's no heart of gold. He's just he's a he's a creep and he's a jerk. He's racist. Um, there's there's not much to like about this guy
2: well I mean I don't think he's that bad I mean you gotta think about the, this guy's an
0: ex-military guy he's living in China oh ex-military guys are all jerks and racists well, listen I didn't find him mm. racist per se speak American is what he says mostly that's
2: not racist that's dumb guy okay. that's a little bit different plus yeah, again we gotta grade this you gotta listen The today's Sensibilities are not the same as they
0: were in 1992. I know that seems ludicrous, but you know I'm right. You are right, and so you can't be like. But even back then, people knew that that was not. People were not safe. This guy's set up to be a jerk.
2: He's a he's a lovable jerk. No, he's just a jerk. He's a Hansel, but he's out there trying to save this girl. I mean, because his plane is in the hawk. That's not. He's doing. He'd do it anyway. Mm. Come on, he's a nice guy. He's not a complete jerk. I disagree with you on that. Along the way, uh, you will recruit if you if you can figure it out. And by the way, I will say you don't have to recruit this guy. Yeah, you and can. I'm, and you I'm can not do sure it what happens own. if you. I didn't get too far with that or with him, so it didn't matter. But you can you can recruit this ninja once you convince him he can fly safely, and then you sort of can actually use his character. Mm-hmm. He's got his own inventory. You click on him. Uh, he's a ninja. Woo, that's pretty cool. He says ninja when he wins. That's the switch. <laughs> That's the way it should be. That's exactly right. He doesn't say that. Uh, and then once you, but this is one of those games, remember the old grumpy person next door? Mm-hmm. Once you get the ninja, all of a sudden now you can get through yeah, it. Yeah, he
0: can speak Chinese, so he helps yeah. you through your various things. I do. I will
2: say I like a lot of the times when you're next door and you're talking to the jerk without him, you can see what the person is thinking mm-hmm. and they think in English and they don't, they're not kind to you. Because so, you're a jerk. Yeah, you are a jerk. So I thought that was pretty, I thought that was kind of funny. So, um, everything you remember when we played uh, Flight of the Amazon Queen, mm-hmm. there was a central area that you can move through a bunch of spoked areas. Mm-hmm. This sort of uses that same sort of effect with the at beginning of the rickshaw and your plane. When you land, you've got to, it's the same kind of thing. You uh, uh, it's a moving around, it's not that difficult, it's not a pain in the butt. Uh, i wouldn't say this game holds your hand at least the parts i which i need a lot of hand holding to be completely honest with you uh, but it, it looked cool and it, the uh the uh if you have uh enough time to sit down and fiddle with this stuff i guess you can figure it out i'm not it's not my these little puzzles aren't necessarily my thing uh, i enjoyed uh, I like the fact that you get to travel all over the place. I watched, of course I got as far as I could get, which wasn't that far. I watched some playthroughs of it. I didn't watch all of the playthroughs. I didn't want to see the ending. Oh, I, I, wanna, watch, I
0: watched the whole thing.
2: Okay, well you wanna, I, I, I did watch the two arcade sequences. This game has, and this was a thing, right, that you'd see occasionally in these types of games, that they would stick in some like twitchy stuff. Mm-hmm. This one has two twitchy uh, bits in it. There's one uh, twitchy bit where you're having this like chase scene with like a tank. Uh, which uh, looked pretty cool. It was using. Uh, it looked like it was using maybe the same sort of engine they used, like say Stellar Seven or something, or maybe uh, one of their other games. So they probably just grip, you know, grafted that onto mm-hmm. it. Then there's another chase scene, which it looked okay too. But I, from what I read, people don't like you're, that. Well, one. you're
0: on top of a moving train. Yeah. It's very similar to North and South. Like the graphics look very similar to that. It's north and South, the that, the, the Amiga, Amiga game. game. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know the scene where you storm the fort. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Huh? In all the graphical fidelity that that entails. I wonder why they stuck and that in there. What you do is instead of actually like using an action button to fire or whatever, you have three boxes. that's like attack, evade, something else, and yeah. you click those check boxes for your guy to do the thing. I can understand. I didn't. I didn't get this far, so I didn't actually play it. But I can understand how it would not be very well liked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I can understand that too. Um, this game had a. Uh, uh, how could I put this? This game had if you re, this is another one of those games that reminds me of like an old TV show or like a, maybe a, a a lower a second tier movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but it's sprawling. It goes all over. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, a, half the game takes place messed around in China and half the play uh, it takes place abroad. I didn't get that far, uh, but it looked I like the uh, I have to say uh, as far as these games go, I did like the interface uh, a lot, and so I give it marks for that. What did you think of the?
0: What? What? Are you sold on the kind of digitized graphics? This comes down to personal opinion. All right. Yeah. I have always been a bigger fan of stylized pixel art um, over early digitized photos. Yeah. For example, I'll always like Street Fighter the way it looks more than Mortal Kombat. I'll always like the way that Monkey Island or Fly of the Amazon Queen looks over a game like this. Yeah. Now does this game look better? Well, it depends on what better means. Do these humans look more like real humans? Yes. Do they look as pretty as a really beautifully drawn pixel art scene? In my opinion, no. I mean, you know, this game has a lot in common with *Fly of the Amazon Queen. I mean, you're you're a fish out of water type situation. Um, you're you're running around in an exotic land, uh, but the way that the two games approach it obviously is very different. Your guy in Fly the Amazon Queen is not as, nearly as much of a jerk. He, he as, is that uh,
2: guy is much more lovable. Yeah. I, I, now, sist- and I like the system in that too. As you recall, I think I like this system. Is this system is a lot simpler even within that? It, one. It,
0: it's simpler, but it's also more awkward. Like the whole the you have to click on things two or three times just to get to the inventory screen where you can drag something from your inventory to your guy because when you first click on your inventory you, get the right, you don't see your guy on you can right
2: click on your on that and they'll take it to where you can put stuff
0: on it. yeah I, I sort of I went away th- I probably didn't do things the most efficient way but I figured out how to do it and I just did it that way um, you know it's it's i understand why they did it they didn't want to do the scum thing where half of the screen is taken up by by commands and that's fair yeah um i
2: like that too you, and you
0: get a lot of room there these are fully drawn scenes too this is not like time traveler where they did something like that but at the same time they only had a third or maybe half of the screen you know and the rest was black you know when they were drawing the different rooms and things so the amount of art that was created for this game is is pretty substantial and well, and, and, and looks good if you look at the amount of people that did art for it it's like 13 people I mean it's like tons mm-hmm. I looked at
2: the credits I was like holy smokes mm-hmm. so they had a lot of people doing it and like I said to me it looks like what they did was uh place digitized characters over like hand-drawn uh you know hand-painted art which is fine it looks good it's got a good look to it mm-hmm. I think this game uh I listen I I prefer this Fly the amazon queen is more endearing like, and, you, and you can't help but compare these mm-hmm. two right uh, it is a more endearing game but it, it also is a little. this is a less goofy it is less that. goofy for sure you know this is more i mean this isn't mega serious but
0: it's pretty serious. <laughs> although when you're making a paper airplane to convince someone that real airplanes well, fly i mean you're you're I, I mean i
2: said less goofy it's yeah. still pretty goofy they're talking monkeys yeah that's example. true uh but uh um, once you got a ninja, always cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like the, I'm like, kinda like with you, with a butt. I do prefer the graphics. You are like me with a butt. Yeah, I'm a bigger one. I, I like the hand-drawn stuff a lot. Uh, but that one, said so this thing, I think, it. they do a decent job because of the beautiful backgrounds. And the actors and stuff, they look, I mean, they do a decent job with the kinda digitized gimmick. Oh yeah, I mean, know? for
0: the technology available at the time, this was as good as you could yeah,
2: get. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think graphically it looks okay. Like I said, I like the interface. This Again, this interface may be a little too lean for your pros. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy that goes out and plays the crap out of these things, you're not, this is probably not going to be your bag mm-hmm. because it doesn't give you
0: a lot of control either. Right. I mean, you know, you it, sort of, you're, it, it does take you along. And I don't like the way that there are fail states in this game. And I hate point and click adventure sta- uh, games where it's game over. Where you, you're not free to explore everything you want to explore. I learned that
2: right. immediately when I took my plane and it said, where do you want to land? And, and then you like, click on a random and place and bam, yeah. You're dead.
0: Yeah. Game
2: over. And there's no, there's no jumping back a step either. You're bugged. Right. Did that to you? Well, I use save states, so. Oh, I just, I just I did too, but yeah, uh, when I could, I I tried this on the. uh, This ran perfectly fine on my Amiga. I had any trouble with it. But again, save states. I always play these things with save states. Um, This thing reviewed real well. Going into the uh, PC area for a minute, uh, this was uh, the PC Format magazine declared this one of the fifty greatest computer games ever. That's high praise. Well, in '92, I mean there weren't that many. Yeah, Uh, and. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> That's garbage. <laughs> you dipstick. Um, this, this had conversions. By the way, do you know there's a Mac version of this? Really? Yeah, there's an huh. Apple Macintosh Classic version. Yeah, this. so this is like a black and white. Maybe play it on the old Mac Plus. And, uh, of course, there were PC versions that, that spanned the globe, which why probably made it pretty easy to convert mm-hmm. because they, they were supporting C. This, uh, this is a CGA port. Wow. So I'm... Um, <laughs> You think we're complaining (laughs) (laughs) about the way things look. They were really... But uh, um, Lemon, the folks over at Lemon gave this a respectable 7.71. And there were tons of reviews. Uh, Just to scoot over a couple. Amiga actually gave it an 89. Amiga Computing gave it a 93. Uh, Amiga Format gave it a 90. It's funny when you go... I always put the ones that they left the first time, then when they would go back, and they always would crush the games afterwards. Uh, Amiga Mania.
0: Oh yeah It's running, Amiga wild. Media,
2: running wild I don't know why I did my macho man <laughs> 93% and Amiga Power 84 See you Amiga 83 uh, So this game was squarely in the 80's I would say with a few
0: uh, outliers in the in the '90s. This was really at the time when um, even LucasArts, you know, they they largely abandoned the the traditional Scum engine and were experimenting with different input methods and things. So this was a heady time in the world of adventure games. Now I,
2: we should go back to, for a minute to the fact that this had nine discs. Yeah, uh, I believe, as I recall, as I read. That, this could, that you could actually in, do a hard drive install this if you had a hard drive in 92, which I think not that many Amiga owners had. Mm-hmm. Nine discs is a lot of discs. That's a lot of discs, especially for a game like this. That's a lot of discs to manage, and it's a lot of discs to swap. And, and a lot of discs that could possibly fail. That's right. And I always wonder about these games that have all these discs. And as you mentioned, <clears throat> having... Uh, eight or nine or ten or twelve discs. It's not instant failure. I mean Monkey Island did it. Some other big adventures have done it. But I'm always, you know, a little leery of having that many games with that many discs. Oh, it's yeah. always something that worry, man. You're always praying. Because 'cause I've been there. When you're waiting for disc man, disc four has been a little funky, disc four poses you, you know, mm-hmm. and you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And a game like this, if you got well far into it, that would suck. It would suck. So but that was just a that was the way it went back then. So
0: to close it up your party thoughts. Where does this thing rank for you? Um, well, we're going to take a look at some of the Discord reviews. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, we only had a couple for this week, uh, and I'm going to pull them up post haste. Uh, so it uh, looks like Amigos game reviews. There we go. Um, Heart of China, Chris Folds. Decent graphics, terrible, clunky point and click adventure, which is a bit dull. 5 out of 10. Wow. Yeah, not so good. Uh, Graham Vebke says, A bit of a clunky, clunky being the operative word here, point-and-click adventure title. The art style is its best feature, which reminds me almost like oil paintings. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah true. I agree. The puzzles are not too difficult, more strange, but there are too many cheap game overs from the slightest mistake. All in all, I found this to be a, a quite a drab and frustrating experience, and the music is annoying. 5 out of 10. So just a, just a couple of Discord reviews. Not exactly glowing reports. I'm from surprised our users. they
2: were. I'm surprised they were. I thought it was, a, you know, again for clunky for them, is not too bad for me. Considering I don't know much better. So I, I, I but I overall,
0: I enjoyed Here, it. Okay, and I would play it again. Here we go. Does it have compelling characters? Yeah. No. Does it have good music? No. Eh, it's okay. Does it have good graphics? Yeah. yeah. How's the interface?
1: Yeah,
0: it's okay, so I, I would say this is this is a five or a six for me, a five or a six. It's not terrible, but it's not something I'd ever go back and play again.
1: I
2: like it. I will go back and play it because it's the interface that I can dig. I can get into it. Uh,
0: I didn't hate the characters as much as you. Oh, you got a ninja on your team, for God's sake, ninjas. He's not. He doesn't do a lot of ninja stuff though. Oh, he does. I want players. my guy showing up right out of the gate, shuriken to somebody's face.
2: Well, listen, it's kind of neat that you don't have to take him. I like the fact that there are, uh, air, that, that you can. Do things differently when you play this game. It gives you a little replayability. You know, I, the fact that they included action scenes that you can skip. That listen, that's a great feature because if you don't want to play the action scenes, you don't like. That is, yeah. You just beam right that's over them and you say, and you just, and it says you completed them. But if I, you it, do like, you em, know, that's
0: kind of cool. The, the, the biggest fault for this game, and this, it would, it would probably be an eight mm. if, if, if it weren't for this. I hate adventure games where you're not free to roam about, try things out, experiment and have fun without penalty. And that's one thing that LucasArts figured out that Sierra took them a while to get on the board and some people never did. Well, and, and that's a game design choice, but it's just not how I like my adventure games. They, they in this particular game, to,
2: to simulate the uh, seriousness and the brevity of, that you need to take enjoying this, they have made it so you can get killed, so things can screw you over, so things can take more time. I can, I mean, you're right. That sounds
0: fun. Oh, I mean, no, it sounds awful.
2: Right, but I mean, that's it. It gives you a motivation
0: to to perform. It gives me, with a mo- it gives me motivation to take the disc out of the system. And something
2: else you're forgetting that this does that a Monkey Island does not do, and this would do it. This gives this has a much higher playability. Can I get there faster? Can I get there in less moves? Can oh, they, I come back out with that's, more money? That's fair. That's you know, fair. and these type of games are, and plus the arcade sequences, can I perform better in these? Mm-hmm. Or Can I do better and I get back to them if you like them? There are these games are not known for their replayability. That's true. So that's true. You that's got just, a point there. That's yeah. just me. But overall, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty interesting. I I I I, I like that era. I like that sort of. Uh, I like the think that it's so like neat to pretend that you're just a guy who can just hop in his plane and just fly anywhere and he wants the whole world. Mm-hmm. You're in China; it's an adventure. I like that high adventure. Did stuff Did you
0: ever play? Have you played any of the newer uh, visual novels that have I've not? I've the,
2: heard a lot about it. But I've never played. I played, played a uh,
0: I, on the on the DS. I had this game called Room 18. I think it was called that, and it was you were in this hotel. <clears throat> and I mean this game really reminded me the, the amount of dialogue I mean it is like a story I mean got, you you it, it, it's a callback to the the choose your own adventure in the, in the biggest way where there's very little puzzle solving and you are just kind of uncovering it like you, you'd watch a movie so um, I realize there are fans of this genre it's just it's not my cup of tea I think it's it's I think it's it's somewhere between the novel things you were
2: just talking about and a point and click adventure
0: mm-hmm. I'll take it oh okay um, I need help Last week, Aaron, the uh, Supporter Song Challenge, and uh, again, if you'd like to support the show, we'd love it. Now uh, You can visit our page at everythingamiga.com <laughs> slash support to uh, find out how you can support us either through PayPal or through Patreon. Um, we had some winners. We had a lot of winners last mm. week. I kind of I tossed out a softball. Too easy. This was The Sound of Silence yeah. by Simon and Garfunkel.
2: My kid sings this all the time. It's very disturbing.
0: Yeah, it's a meme. Is it? Yeah. That's that's that. My I was disturbed the first time I heard my students singing it, and then they told me of its meme legacy. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so, Edvin Helen, congratulations. He's camping right now. He said he was on his way to the uh, the bar slash bowling alley slash pool hall part of the campground. He seems like a better campground kind of, than I've been. That's he's, better than our town. He's not over there at Foxfire. I can tell no, you that. <laughs> that's where you bowl with a rock and you hit a stick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Terry Howard, congratulations. Jan Holbro. Uh, Gary Heather and Matthew Perron. Congratulations to all of you for guessing the name of the song. If you know this week's song, you can email me at John dot A little bit of a trick this week, a little bit of a gimmick. Not all. I'm going to sing a medley, a medley of. Well,
2: how uh, gonna, how's the correct answer going to lay down? Well,
0: you can, you can. Okay, you can be a winner, or you can be an ultra winner. Okay. Okay. You can guess wow, okay. one or more of the songs and be recognized as a winner. To be the mega winner, you've got to know all three songs and the artist. Wow. Okay. Okay. All I'm right. raising the stakes here. So these are all sang by the original one original original artist. tracks by the original artist. All right. K-Tel. 9.95 on KTL. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Deck of three wood. Gary Gary, the Free Lunch, Kate, Fox, David, Pick for Cameron, Armstrong. Andy, Jones, Lobster, Minnator, Craig, McClell, and Tin, Mid, and Amiga, Retrocast. Counting, Virtual, sheep, Bernard, Quinn, Retro, Man Cave, Tim, Drew, Simon, Rose, Joseph, Harrison, Kyle, Etta, Robbo, O'Hara, Howard, Nibs, Matthew, Lara, Moore. Well, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, and Darren Lomax, Colin, 419 Mark, Bid Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf, Calon, Allen, Bob Check, Level Lord John Marshall Matthew Peron Ricky DeRosha Creepy Dead Boy Figure C to Z The Slow Norris, Stefan Sword God Morton and Edwin Helen Blend Seventy Five Christopher Hassell Ravi Abbott Chris Foles Dreamcatcher Lauren Giroux Graham, Baby Lane Denson Adam Battersby O'Brien's Retro and Vintage Gary Huckasee, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Stiles, Tastes from the Crib, Josh, Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rullo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humbert, Stan, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warnes, Pixels at Dawn, Kyo Bjorn Barman, <laughs>
0: kind of wind that one out there at the end I,
2: I don't know I've got a guess but I'll, I'll okay. take it off the air
0: okay That's so those be. were three tunes by the same artist if you know then uh John and amigos
2: hey you know a couple of shout outs I, I want to give uh, before we shut the show down uh, we had and we since we didn't go over the YouTube stuff this week uh, we had uh, I believe there was another one last video put up from the uh, what was it, Retro Revival show?
0: It was mm-hmm. an audio only channel. Oh yeah, we didn't go over our YouTube videos yeah, at all. Let's talk about those real those quick. Yeah. yeah. So um why don't you talk about what we did what was on ARG last week while I pulled this up real quick? Hey, ARG was uh, it was uh we did have a show, uh,
2: contrary very popular <laughs> belief, and we covered board games. Uh, uh, my brother uh, picked out well I picked out Dungeon. Gosh, what did Brett pick? I don't Oh, he picked out Hero uh, which I which is right in the middle of the road of a board game. Yeah, I guess you make your own board, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, I will say, here at Escape, it was great fun when you're playing Mech Warrior. Uh, so uh, that was it was a show. We had a good time. And then this week we just got one in the can, and the upcoming show will be
0: arcade games of the early '90s. Mm. Will be our will be our topic of this week. And uh, pixels at dawn. This is a talk, uh, Commodore talk with David Pleasance. This is an audio only. Our good buddy. Deal. Ooh, yeah I like how how, how nice that is. Eh? Man, I'm telling you, pixels has become an After Effects genius. Pixels is a uh, 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 is a machine.
2: He's, mm-hmm. He did a good job. What else did we put up this week? Do we have anything else? I can't remember. Uh, oh yeah.
0: I did a, I did a quick stream of Heart of China. We yeah. We talked about that, and then want to talk about uh, the Amigathon 2018 hour 17. Yeah. which just been uh, put it's up. It's just popped. Uh, we are winding down
2: our coverage of last year's. Look at my hair in that. Yeah, you look great. You know, if only, if only boat. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, are, we are winding down uh, last year's amiga uh, this was Hour 17. This is the hour that broke you, both. It was. In fact, this is another uh, show where I was re of this earlier. It's a, yet another show where we got into a... Of all the places, we got into another fight <laughs> on this show when you badmouth cinema wear I was <laughs> appalled at that. So if you want to see me and Bo go at it again, you can watch uh, Hour 17. That's, that's on the pre not during the show. <laughs> then Boat yells at other people during the show. It's wonderful. And uh, coming out, uh, I'd say uh, releasing... Uh, by the time you watch this... Uh, coming out on Wednesday or Tuesday uh, will be uh, hour 18 and then lastly uh, hour 19 which I'm going to release uh, next Friday. The day before
0: Amigathon 2020, yes. and or 2019.
2: Think about it. You can watch 19 hours of Amigathon to get fired up for the next 12 hours. Now I will say uh, and we mentioned this before but hours 20 through 24 are lost Lost in the, the midst of time. But if anyone has uh, these uh, on their hard drive, give us a ring.
0: Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to see those. Well, I hours. don't really want to see
2: them. But if they have them, I will go ahead <laughs> and take them. But the, but the, we, we, the stream peters out uh, during the last day So in hour nineteen, we'll we'll have every bit of footage that was left, uh, and then that's it. that's it. That's it. That's the end of them. So that'll be the last one. So it's taken us all. I, Timing was perfect, but not, mm-hmm. not real because conditions about, are perfect. There's about seven months. Nothing I didn't good release, on TV. Not release
0: any of these. <laughs> conditions are perfect. <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, next week, Aaron, we are going to play. Well, next week we're not going to have a show. Next week's Amiga. Amigathon. Ooh, but feel it. the week after next, uh, we are going to play Zany Golf. Oh man, this
2: one I do know. Get ready. Uh, you know my brother's a big fan of this one. So, I'll be ready.
0: I I love mini is this golf. the same Zany Golf that you played on the Atari Lynx?
2: Uh, no, that was oh, okay. another game. Oh, okay, that was much crappier, <laughs> never released game. That Brent, and his,
0: as usual, he's done it again. <laughs> he dug that dog up. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, please uh, feel free to tune in at any point or all twelve hours of meathon next Saturday. Make sure that you uh, have hit the little bell. To let